Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. I'm looking here. Four and a half thousand people have signed a petition in favour of euthanasia. Of course, some people call it assisted suicide. It's more or less the same thing. And the campaign group End of Life Ireland will deliver the document to the politicians in Leinster House today. The group wants to see a special Oireachtas committee set up to examine voluntary assisted dying. These are all just words for the same thing, by the way. It's euthanasia, assisted suicide, voluntary assisted dying, euthanasia. They're all the same thing. And the government can draft legislation to provide for assisted dying, by the way. Uh, from what we know, and it'll have to be examined, I suppose, by the Attorney General, but, and as far as I know, it probably has, to some degree, um, we don't need a referendum for it. And the Supreme Court ruled against Mary Fleming, if you might remember, her fight for constitutional right to die, but determined Irish legislation could provide for assisted dying. Maria died in 2013, and the law still hasn't been changed. Now, if you remember that back in 2013, during that case, the actual judges agreed with her. But they said they were bound by the law, so they couldn't allow her to do it. Assisted dying has been a practice in jurisdictions throughout the world for 20 years. Legislation for assisted dying will provide choice, according to some people, and protect everyone. With no evidence of a slippery slope. But some people suggest there is a slippery slope. That when you introduce assisted dying or euthanasia, where people can choose to die uh, during terminal illness or whatever it happens to be, it devalues people who are terminally ill. And devalues the elderly, because they feel somehow... I suppose they're undervalued in society and maybe I'd be better off just dead because otherwise I'd just become a burden to people. And that's the argument against it, isn't it? Now, the Oireachtas Justice Committee decided in July 2021 that the Dying with Dignity Bill 2020 was unfit for purpose and could not proceed. There was problems with that particular bill. It had been around in one form or another since 2015 when it was introduced by the independent TD John Halligan. Its latest sponsor was People Before Profit, Deputy Gino Kelly. Uh, Kenny's bill sought to make it legal for a medical practitioner to help a terminally ill person to end their life in a dignified and peaceful way. But there was issues with that bill as well and it provoked a huge response with more than 1,400 submissions to the Justice Committee. His chairman, Fianna Fáil, TD James Lawless, said the proposed law had serious technical issues in several sanctions or sections and that it may have unintended policy consequences. The reason, I think he suggested, was you didn't need a reason, according to that bill, to actually have euthanasia. Anyway... Since the recommendation in July 2021, there has been no word on whether this such a committee will be set up. Kenny is planning to table and uh, the next the new bill next year called End of Life Choice Bill 2022, which he said would address the criticisms that were made of the earlier bill. So, all very complicated. There is no bill on the table, so to speak, but there is a conversation going on around euthanasia, assisted suicide. I'm sure you all know what it is. I don't need to explain it to you. If somebody's terminally ill... Um, or if somebody chooses at that point in their life that they want to die, the doctor should be allowed to assist them to do that. Essentially, you know, give them, in some countries, it's medication uh, or an injection, um, that they would do that. Dignitas is probably the most famous place in the world where people go in Switzerland to die if they have what they believe is an incurable disease and they want to pass away with dignity and not pass away in pain. So I want to ask you, would you be in favour of euthanasia? Again, there is an argument against it that some people feel that, I suppose, they're a burden on society when they become very ill and they feel they should have to do it. That's the argument against it, the slippery slope argument. But I want to know what you think. And the way I'm asking this is, I, we're still not 100% sure whether we'll need a referendum, depending on the type of legislation. If there was a referendum in the morning, would you vote yes or no to allow people to choose to die and that a practitioner would have to help them to choose to die 
if so be it. Do, do, would you vote yes or no to that? Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. It would also be remiss of me to mention that there are many people in this country who are religious and believe that the only person in the world that can choose, or the only person that can choose when you die, is actually God. Uh, let me go to Ryan. Ryan, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, good afternoon, Niall. How are you? I always listen to your show, by the way. So, oh, thanks very much. Um, yeah, I'm just walking at the moment, so in case and, um, you hear a lot of traffic, it's just because I'm, I'm walking. But go ahead, anyway. So, do you agree with this? Are you in favour of it? Yeah, absolutely. Now, obviously, um, I would agree on the certain safeguards. I'm not saying that everybody um, who wants to die or whatever the case may be uh, should just be able to swipe the pen or whatever the case may be. I think there should be safeguards there. And I, um, it's up to the person. Once the person is mentally capable of making that decision, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, they have, they have to be copus mentis, of course, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because I, I feel that um, I see this all the time. I work in a care home. I can't say where I work for obvious reasons, but um, I see these women's horses being treated like luggage at an airport, you know, being humped around, not cared for properly, and it's just so heartbreaking, you know, especially, God forbid, somebody who has a, who's had a bad stroke. Um, they're just like a piece of furniture on a, on a mattress. They have no control over what's going on. They, they know what's going on, but there's no control of it. Yeah. You know, um, and these people could be like this for years, you know? Um, it doesn't always be the case where somebody has a stroke and then they pass away for arguments. Like, I'm using a stroke because that's mainly what I deal with people um, who are brought in with. But the sad thing about it is that uh, these people will have lived independently all their lives and something happens. Then they end up in these care homes and um, if they've no family or if there's a, some sort of argument or whatever the case may be, people haven't made a will or whatever, it ends up in the courts. Yeah. And then you've got a judge who decides, right, that person stays in the, in the care home, their property is sold and they're just forgot about basically and they're, they're just, they're not looked after. They're not looked after, uh, Niall. I mean, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. People have been left in their own urine excrements uh, for days in some cases. Yeah. You know, they're not properly looked well, after. But, but that's another failing of the system. That that's not a reason why we should or shouldn't vote for it. Do, do no, you know what I'm saying? No, but but no, can no, I ask? Can I ask you a question, Ryan? Let, yeah, go ahead. In a hypothetical ahead. situation, are, are your parents both with us? Are they still with us? No, they're not. No, okay. they're gone. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. But let let's just say, for argument's sake, your, your dad had been diagnosed with a terminal illness or terminal cancer. And he was in a bed in a hospice or a hospital, right? And and you knew it was close to his dying day. You know, the doctors had told you, look, he may only have weeks or a day or, you you know, you don't know. You you know, the doctors don't know. You know, some of these things can happen quicker sometimes. And you're in there with your dad and he's completely incapacitated and he's struggling to breathe. And he's saying, Ryan... This, and this is very hypothetical, clearly, but I just want to know how you're thinking. Yeah, There's two tablets over there on that table and a glass of water. And if you give me those two tablets and that glass of water and you just pop them into my mouth there and just pour the water in, I'll die peacefully. Will you do that for me, Ryan? I probably would. 
I have to be honest with you, I yeah. probably would. And that's, I'm saying this live on air, yeah, I probably would. Because now, that's technically really, illegal in this country. That's murder, by the way, in this country. Oh, yeah. of course it is. So yeah. In fact, there was a case there a good few years ago there, and it disappeared very, very quickly. Well, that was, yeah, I mean, we've spoken to Gail on the air. Gail went to, to court, and she was charged with murder, but she was uh, obviously found not guilty because she had uh, assisted um, Mary Fleming at the time. It was in relation to a plane ticket, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, the, and the only the only reason why that woman walked away from that court is because of the publicity. Oh, the embarrassment. It would have been hugely exactly. embarrassing for the Exactly, and they did not want to send somebody. No, 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 Niall, I, I wanted to stress this and be very because I'm going, we're going to have a lot of people getting on now calling me all the names going. Especially oh, no, I don't think they will be calling you any names. No, no, but, but the, whole, the whole thing about it is that let's be, let's be clear about this. this. If this is going to be done, it should be done in the right way. It should be done. I'm not saying that, you know, somebody can just say because they have, say, an amputation or whatever the case may be or something. That is not a life, oh, do you know what? I don't want to live. I, I want to die. I'm saying that if, if it's going to be, reg- it could be regulated properly through solicitors, yeah. through doctors, through psychologists, uh, through, uh, forget about the priests because they're going to waste, you know, they're not going to never, never. No, ever. and of course, according, if you're a priest, you believe God is the only one yeah, that takes exactly. that, has that right to yeah, do that. Yeah. Okay, well, so, well, say that because I want to I go to Lorenzo and Breed as well. Uh, Lorenzo, you're on Ireland's Classic It's Radio. How are you doing, Lorenzo? Oh, good. How are you now? Good. Lorenzo, do you agree with the idea of assisted suicide or euthanasia, as it's called? In other words, a med- medical practitioner assisting you to die? Yes. Okay, well, Honestly, well they kind of do in some sense. You know, at the last moments, you're on morphine usually and a <laughs> medical practitioner will assist you to die in some way, but not, I suppose, as we imagine it. Well, I, I mean, I know that, for example, in Switzerland, that you have like three or four different doctors that will evaluate if can be done or not, if there are like parameters to be done or not. And if you decide... I don't think that that's strict it, about it, in fairness, Ryan, in Switzerland. Well, I, I know that they do, that, that there is a, an equip of at least three doctors yeah. that will evaluate your request. Mm-hmm. And still you, ha- you are in charge up to the really few seconds before they do. So every time you can change mind, of course, change yeah. mind is gone. I mean, you don't do it. Um, and obviously to do it, most likely there will be like a sedative before and then um, a drug after that will stop the heart or stop the breathing. Um, same as, I mean, probably I'm biased because as a vet, I've done it, but I never done it. Isn't, isn't that the age old argument that we, we put a dog down and we put but dogs never, to sleep, uh, you know, peacefully, if that's what we need to do, if they have a terminal illness, but with a human being, we don't have that option. Isn't that the argument being used by some people? I, I think that is the, the argument, but as a vet, so as someone that did it, I never did, like, oh, yeah, let's put it down. Never. So in your career, always, you can honestly say you've never euthanized a healthy animal? I've, I've used the, the, the euthanasia to help the animal because there was nothing else that could be done. Mm-hmm. And for animal welfare point of view, that was the right decision to do it. Then, obviously, with animals, the problem is that you have to co-op with, even with the, with the owner. So... I can tell you, look, we can do it, but if you don't want to do it, it's hard to, I can't force you to do it. And even on the other way, if I, I tell you, look, I, I think it's the right decision to do it. The, the argument is it. that laws get abused, and there are vets in this country 
and yeah. not not suggesting you, Lorenzo, mm-hmm. who, where an owner goes to a vet and said, oh, he's too old, he's too much trouble for me now, can you just put him asleep? And they'll happily do it. Um, and you so in other words, there's no there's no laws around it. Or I don't no. know, there's no restrictions around it. They can just put a vet animal down, even if they're healthy, just because they're an inconvenience. And, and yeah, that's I the know. argument against euthanasia, that <laughs> older people who may be terminally ill may yep. feel like they're a burden and may feel like they're an inconvenience and they feel like their life is not worth as much as anybody else's and therefore will make that decision too lightly. Well, but that's where commonplace psychologists or the family, if there is present, or the doctors. I mean, it's not like that, ah, I just have a flu, I'm too much of a burden. I mean, there might, there might be and there must be parameters in terms of is, are you heal, ill and is your illness going to affect your quality of life and you don't want you you don't want to be affected in that type of way where pain will be like so high that it's nonsense to go on i mean my but we do we, yeah, but we do already have a policy whereby if somebody's in extreme pain they're just given quite a lot of morphine that happens in hospices all the time yeah but for example what about if someone is paralyzed or is in a vegetative state or a coma that is irreversible. Okay, well, so we'll stay there for a second. I want to come to Breed as well, but I need to go to Maliki first if I can. Maliki, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Maliki? Good afternoon, Lars. So the conversation starts again, Maliki. The previous bill was out the door. Now there's another bill on the way, but the campaign group for end of life have got 4,500 people to sign a petition. I suppose to get people talking about it, Maliki. Well, really. well, firstly, I mean, it's interesting the way the conversation has already gone on your own programme. I mean, we have the guy who works in a care home basically saying that if somebody has no visitors, then, you know, put them down. That, the that's, not, caller, that's not what he said. Yeah, but go on. The other caller saying, you know, compared, you know, whether you put a dog down or not. Surely we're not now seriously equating humans. Um, I, I know if you're coming in from Ukraine, you can somehow bring your cat in and it's somehow given a huge value. But, you know, are we seriously equating human life with animal life? No, I don't, I don't think that's what Lorenzo was doing. Well, well, it is, because it's saying, you know, you wouldn't leave your dog in pain, but you would leave a human in pain. We don't leave humans in pain. We give them palliative care if they're, if they're um, it doesn't always in need work. of that. Have, have, you, have you been in a hospital and watched somebody, you know, breathe, trying to breathe and clinging on to life sometimes? And the yeah. last thing I would do would be say, well, let's pull the plug and put them down. Because that's what you're talking about. And it, this will evolve. And, and this is the way, you know, wouldn't we be far better saying, Let's sort out the health system so that we have people who get decent health care. Well, we don't have, for instance, a woman on yesterday demanding for 18 years that our young daughter get medical care that that girl should be entitled to, and people begging just to get a hospital bed or something in this country, or to get a, a, a long-term care bed. We're closing down um, care homes to put Ukrainian but, refugees into. But, but, but hang on, but hang on, Maliki. This, the thing about it is, you're talking about this like it's a government issue, right? Now... When somebody is diagnosed with a terminal illness, be it cancer or whatever it happens, whatever terminal illness they happen to have, the decision for euthanasia is not anybody else's. But it's it's, not, it's not due to the lack of care or support. It's, it's a decision they have made themselves no. because they don't want to live through that. No, you're talking about two different things there. If somebody decides to end their own life, that's entirely within their own hands to do. Right, but what you want, well, not not saying what you want, but what this agenda is about is about me saying that that's okay for somebody to end their life, and therefore, and that I should therefore, as a member of society, assist in that and ending somebody's life. Well, as a, as a medical practitioner, yes. And they want just as they, and you know, 
And I know we keep going back to abortion, and you'll be saying, no, don't be going back to abortion. All of the things that we told you when we were opposed to abortion would happen are now happening. And extending it to, it started off, get rid of the... Well, the euthanasia conversation was happening years ago too, Malachi. It wasn't just, it hasn't just come about. The abortion referendum was about kill off the kids that won't have a good quality of life, right? Don't no, no that's, that's your view of it as a pro-life person. But that's what they started no, no, that's, saying. Yeah, okay. let's, let's say the kids who will be mentally deformed. Let's not go back to abortion. Stick, Maliki, you've gone, off on, you've gone off on a bit of a tangent. Now. Let's stick, go back to what we're talking about, which is people. euthanasia. We've already told old people and young people for the past two years, stay away from your granny, you'll kill her. And now we're saying to old people, don't come out of your house, stay in, and if you do come out, and we don't like the quality of life that you have, sure, you're of no value. Sure, That's it, no, hang on, hang on, you're completely exaggerating it. There's no, there is absolutely nowhere in any piece of legislation about assisted suicide or euthanasia where I can suddenly turn around and say, ah, my mother is a pain in the butt, I'm going to sign her up for this. Nobody's going to be signing anybody up for it. The only person who can sign somebody up is themselves. Lorenzo, you've been listening to, to Maliki there for the last couple of minutes. No, hang on, Maliki, hang on. Let Lorenzo just respond to you. What I mean, will that, happen is... That is that what happened when you, you put to extreme, like you put something in place that someone can use it and automatically assuming that everybody will do it. I mean, I'm, I'm sad in the morning and, ah, I'll, I'll kill myself. It's not that. I mean, if someone is in bed, can't breathe by his own, can't move, and he's willing, I mean... I, I we we talk about this not, with my those, wife. Are, those arguments don't work in the real world. Why do we not let everybody walk around the street with an AK-47 or a Glock in their pocket? It's on the basis that not that they will all shoot somebody, but one or two of them might do it. So we protect everybody by saying you're not allowed to go around armed on the streets, yeah, right? You're, you're, oh, hold on. You and what you life. want to do? What you want to do is to say that, that uh, to depopulate the world, in fact, and get rid of people who are not consumers, people who are not no. providing what what Absolutely society not. says Just they should provide. What the, the legislation will say is that if I if I told my my wife if I get paralyzed on a coma and doctor says it's irreversible, just unplug me. And the legislation put in place the fact that if my wife does what I told her that my will is, she's not persecuted, and she can do it. Hold on. See, what you want is somebody else to carry you, to kill you. If you want to kill yourself... With, no, with respect, just be, be careful how you were that. I understand the point you're making. But he, what he is saying is, yes, that if he has a bad accident in his life and ends up in a vegetative state, he wants to give his wife the permission to choose to say to doctors, no, he doesn't want to live like this. Unplug the plug there. But, no. One well, you can, well, to some degree you can, but do not resuscitate. But go on, sorry. You can already do that. You know, it, what he wants is society to justify his decisions. If somebody wants to do all kinds of things. If somebody wants to go out and bang a needle in their arm, I don't have to approve <coughs> of it, despite what the liberal left will tell me I should do. Right? I can still say that that's wrong. And if somebody wants to, to, to for instance, take their own life in those circumstances, I can say it's wrong, but I can say, fair enough, go ahead and do it yourself. But don't expect, expect me and society to say that it's okay, because continually, once you allow these things, you're opening the door, you have the slippery slope, and again, we see it I don't know if there's any evidence of the slippery slope. Okay, but, but stay, well, stay there for a second, Maliki, please, if you can, because I need to bring Breedy in before the break. Uh, Breedy, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Breedy? Hi, Niall, how are you? You're in favour of it. You think it's a good idea? Oh, my God. Listen, I have one of my best friends 
passed away from cancer and I heard that death crackle and I, and I never want to hear it again. Now, I think now they can do something about that. But I mean, she struggled up to the very end. And like, if I was in that situation, there is no way. That's not living. That's not life. You know, I, I have told my daughter, if I, anything like that happens to me, I want, I'm going on a plane to Switzerland if, the, if it's not available here. I'm not going to burden anybody with that. And I don't want to end my life in horrific But pain. But isn't that the argument against it? You're not burdening your, I mean, people, why would you feel you're a burden on other people? Because no, society is letting you feel that. And that's what this no, whole agenda is about. It's about you feel. It's about no, society saying that you are of no value. Surely we should value all human beings. Okay, let me finish. Maliki, as a human being, I'm entitled to make that decision. And if yes, I but you don't. You're not entitled to expect me to, to accept that decision or respect it. That's, but that's you. You are because you're asking the government to legislate for it. You're asking you're society to say it's okay. That's what we do. Okay, well, let, let her let her finish. Let her finish, but. I voted for abortion because I'm a firm believer that option should be there for women in this well, world. You mean, well, then you're okay, well, consistent. Well, I have to no, say. Okay, let her let her finish, Malachi. Please let her finish. You're being very rude today, and I've I've always admired you and your 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 logic, but that you're being rude today now. I I have voted for that. You had the option to vote against it. So, so yes, there's one. You'll have my, the my, yes, my position is entirely yeah, consistent, as is yours, I have to say. I'm because you want finished. to remove people from I'm both not, ends of the spectrum. Not, Fair enough. I'm not finished speaking, Maliki. So be a gentleman and don't interrupt me, please. You've, you had the option to vote against the abortion legislation. You may get the option to do this. I'm not finished. I'm, I'm not finished. You may get the option to do this as well. If it doesn't go through, then that's fine. You will have got your wish. If it goes through, you have to respect... But, but he won't... But, but Bernie, I should have said, Breida, with the greatest respect, he won't get his option because from what I believe, now the Attorney General, I believe, is to look at this again in relation to it, we won't have to have a referendum. I, I asked hypothetically about a referendum. It can be passed by the Senate, I believe. Because I do believe is that, that fair? But is that fair? Because it, it is a big decision for the country to make. So is it fair that we just let gov- we just let government legislate for it? Should it not be put to the people anyway? Well, yeah, let's put it to the people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've no problem putting it to the people because I do firmly believe that a lot of people will vote yes for this. I mean, I saw my poor uncle in the bed for seven long years after having a stroke. Couldn't walk. Couldn't talk. Couldn't look at the telly. Couldn't read. He was like just lying there. I mean, his face lit up when my poor mother used to go in and see him. But, but, did, but did, he, did he ever express an interest in dying? But you see, he couldn't speak at night, so, you know. So, so what, like, well, well, then the legislation wouldn't be valid for him. It would never... See, I, I understand the situation you're talking about, and that's te- it's desperate. But the legislation will not change that, because you won't be able to make a decision for him. No, but what I'm saying is I would put it into a living will that if I end up with... It, like, like my poor uncle, or I end up with... You know, a, a terminal illness that's going to cause me horrific pain and everything else at the end. I don't want to be here. I want to go. I want to have a big party. You're invited, Niall. I'm going to have a huge party, say goodbye to everybody I love, and then I'm gone. Hey, Maliki, is that not fair that we should all have that choice? And, uh, okay, yes, and if, if it's possible, you know, that we need a medical practitioner to help us make that journey a little bit more dignified, that's sure, why not? It's, it's, all, it's our choice. Maliki, you can choose not to do it. Anybody out there has a choice to end their own life tomorrow. No, I'm talking about getting a medical practitioner to assist you to do that. 
and what you're asking society to do is to say that that's okay. And I don't believe it is. And your caller is consistent because if people support abortion, then there's no logical reason why they wouldn't support euthanasia because it's a removal of, of people who are unwanted in society. Okay. Well, I, well, I, don't, I don't think it's people who are unwanted. People sometimes have terminal illness and sometimes they just want a dignified passing. Stay there for a second because I want to go to Bernie before the break as well. Sorry, Bridget. Stay there for a second. Bernie, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Bernie? I'm Grant. How are you today, Niall? Good, Bernie. Um, you had a personal experience. Well, my personal experience is ongoing at the minute. Um, three weeks ago, my mum, 88 years of age, completely independent, fell, going to bed, broke four braille bones in her neck and a brain bleed. And she's uh, very, very dangerously ill. They told us a gust of wind would possibly break the rest of her neck. Oh, we were called into the doctors on Wednesday. The consultants were all around her bed. They explained everything to us and they explained it to her. And she said, I, he said, you know, Evelyn, you know about end of life. You know, if we have to resuscitate you. She said, do resuscitate me. I want everything to be tried. I want you to try your best. Try your best. She wants to live, yes. She's 88. Now, the outcome, realistically, I'm a nurse. I know it's tr- tragic. Yeah. But I'm not going to take her right to live away, even though I know it's not going to be good. I'm not, as her daughter, allowed. I wouldn't do that to her. Why would I do to her? But but the legislation will never allow you to do that to her. No, and I would, I wouldn't. But that's what's going to happen now. If someone like her comes in casually, and this legislation is legislation is passed, someone will just go, "Oh, broken neck, yeah, on you go there. Here's a tablet." I don't want that to happen to me or you or anybody else. You you think people will be encouraged to do it? I do. I honestly do. It's like, you know. There is other options. I know it's awful, and I know I thought my expectations were unrealistic. But Bernie, sorry to move away from your personal situation. I'm sorry, that's a tragic story that you just told us, and I, I really hope Evelyn gets her wish, and I hope she gets better, by the way. But, yeah, but, yeah, and thank you. But in saying that, I mean, as a nurse, did you ever work in palliative care? Yes, I did. Okay. I had the privilege to work in palliative care, and I had the privilege to deal with people having peg tube, no feeding, no, you know, not able to co- to to lift a finger. But did you did they you watch people for for days on end who died, you know, who eventually died? But but for days on end they'd struggle to breathe. They were up yeah. and down because they couldn't control themselves, and they literally couldn't breathe. And and say to yourself or wish to yourself, oh, I wish it would end for them. Did you? No, no, I never did. Mm. I never did. I just hoped that it, I just hoped and prayed that they would get a peaceful passing. But and if, that's all you wish for anybody. But if you don't see that peaceful passing, if you're seeing, you're trying your best, obviously, with morphine and everything else to deal with those patients. But there are sometimes situations where somebody is in, I'm not saying a lot of pain, but a lot of discomfort whilst dying. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, yeah, it's not my decision as a nurse. No, I know I it's not your decision. You know, I would not but do you think, they, but do you think if they're conscious or copus mentis, even though they might be physically very unwell, do you think they have a right to say, listen, I don't want to go any further. I'd rather, can, can you assist me or, or help me just to make this all go but away? But people make that plea every day. And like, it's not ours to make. At the end of the day, I can't actually honour that plea. No, well, I, at, at, at the moment, you can't, no, because it's not legal. But do you think it should be legal for you to honour that plea? I, I really, there's so many situations and you can make up so many, you know, different paths into different things. I really don't know. I, I think that it would be a very easy get out of jail card for the government if we get rid of all the 60-year-olds or the 70-year-olds, you know. Uh, no, so, okay, Breda, very quickly, very quickly, Breda, because it would go to a rake. Why do you disagree with that? Why? Because my mum and dad both had a DNR when they got to a certain age because they felt like, you know, if, 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 if your body's breaking down and it's time to go, it's time to go. 
But like, I think if I, I firmly believe I have the right to make a decision. If I think I'm going to be in horrific pain and everything else, as I said, to have my party, tell everybody I love them, and then off I go. So that's my, that's my right to do that. If I wish. Sorry, Brida, I, I didn't hear you earlier. Sorry. Um, I, for for me to make the decision for myself personally, I would be. That would be my choice, but I'm not making it for my mum or my brother or my sister or anybody else or my husband. But my, but my mum and dad made that decision to have a DNR, and we respected that decision. We didn't say, well, we're not going to ha- that's not going to happen. You know, so like they made a conscious decision. They did not want to be resuscitated if things went down the slippery slope. And that's something I want to say. Okay, sorry, somebody's line is very bad there. I have, I have, to, I have to go to a break. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Breda and Bernie. I do apologise for both of you uh, for cutting it in a bit short. Uh, the number is 087 That's 87 I had planned to move on, but we'll take this on after the break, all right? Because so many people want to get involved in the conversation. I'm asking you, do you agree? And you've heard Bernie as a nurse. She's been in that situation, obviously, where people are gasping for breath. But she thinks, you know, it's a difficult situation, but palliative care do a wonderful job. Maliki pointed out the same thing as well. She believes it devalues older people, whereas Breda believes that we should have euthanasia, that it should be everybody's choice at a point where you are dying or going to die and you want to die with a bit more dignity, if that's what she believes, and not in pain, that you should be able to make that choice. What do you think? 087-188-008. Make that choice in respect of a medical practitioner assisting you doing that. And Maliki's right. Anybody at any point can check out if they want to. Not that I would advise anybody to do that, but, but in saying that, to get a medical practitioner to help you is illegal in this country. Marion, you're an Ireland Statistic Kids Radio. How are you doing? Long time no talk. It's been a while, Marion. How are you keeping? It has been. Not too bad. Not too bad. Good. Okay. So, Marion, obviously this debate is back on the agenda again with 4,500 people today signing a petition as part of the campaign group End of Life Ireland. Uh, do, do you think... You know, well, look, it's it's going to come up. There's going to be... I don't know whether we'll be asked to vote on it or given a, a, a choice in any of this, but do you think it's a good idea? Um, I'm not, I, I know not to name name hospitals, I'm not going to name hospitals, so I know not to Yeah, I'd rather you didn't. In question, yeah. I wouldn't, but um, I have two uncles that have passed away, it's on both both sides of my fa- fa- my family. Um, for example, this year, in their early 70s. Now, one, on the, one of them was basically left there in what's only a nursing home. I would call it the hospital in Dublin. And what there was a massive, massive delay in referring him to one of the major hospitals to get him pop, properly drained. It turned out he had cancer of the bile duct. And because one of the major hospitals kept delaying, delaying um, to properly drain him, to drain the fluid, mm-hmm. um, it caused massive pain. And on the other hand, he was also to receive uh, or to undergo a biopsy and they kept delaying, delaying, delaying. And, and the major hospital never sent an official report back to the GP to put palliative care into effect. We never... But, 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 no, I, well, I think what you're looking at there is a case of neglect. That's clearly neglect. Pure neglect. Yeah. And the most I will reveal to you is a constituent of Stephen Donnelly. Okay. Now, this, what, I'm, what I'm trying to put across here is if they had just drained the man, if they had sent the official report back to his GP, he could have had palliative care in place much earlier and wouldn't have been taken up a bed in any of the hospitals 
uh, and some other patient could have been in his place. Yeah. Um, now, I, know, I, know, I, is, get, I get the yeah. point, I, to some degree, that's a different issue where people not being looked after properly, right. particularly, particularly at the end of life. But what, no, what yeah. I'm saying, but I suppose that doesn't really answer the question, Marion, as to whether. No, here's and I, and I don't I want to refer to the, the case it. you're talking about because that would be unfair and insensitive. But if somebody yeah. was in a lot of pain. And, Niall, and, here's and, what I want to point out. And they're terminally ill, should they have a choice? Niall, here's what I want to point yeah. out. Yeah. This man was terminally ill. Yeah. His pain could have been eased if he had been drained and palliative care was put into effect. Now, it comes to the point someone is suffering extreme pain, you would do anything. You would take your life. You would overdose. I, I can see how that could happen with a patient. But say if this was the case with my uncle and he agreed with oh, you. I, 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 right I get where you're going. Yeah. It could, right, you get where I'm going. And, this, and, and all this comes down to the running of our hospitals. It comes down to the running of the system. So you you believe, like some people believe that, you know, this kind of, I suppose, slippery slope, that people become undervalued, they believe they're a burden, and they can be encouraged almost. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 but Niall, I'm telling you, I, I, I know I'm not the world's worst, but I, I suffer from severe migraine headaches, but I have, like, you feel like jumping off the roof, you know, I know. in pain. You would, you would. And what I'm saying, it's going to drive people there. Now, what, why you want to refer to another... Okay, very quickly, because I've got to John and Bernard too. So, but, right, yeah. My other uncle was in one of the major hospitals, um, palliative care into effect, and he received painkillers and died peacefully. Yeah, he received morphine. Yeah. He received morphine, etc. What I'm saying is this man was in agony dying. Okay, no, I, and, and by the way, to some sense, we do have euthanasia because doctors do increase dosages of morphine beyond a level that are safe and, and usually the organs shut down. But it is done with the best of intentions and the best care. Uh, stay there, Marion. Let me just go to John. I've come to Bernard as well. John, you're an Ireland's Classicist Radio. How are you doing, John? Hey, how are you? I won't keep you long. Look, I'm just, uh, I don't know why people, first of all, keep comparing this issue to abortion like they're completely separate issues. Well, they are, well, they are separate issues. Yeah, the point Malik was making is if you vote yeah, for one, well, you vote for both. I threw well. my head in having to listen to these people because, uh, you know, if I decide that if something happens to me tomorrow or if one of my, my family members comes to me and says and something serious happens and says that they want me to assist them, I am not going to tell them or stop them or get them in the way. And no one in the country, no one, absolutely nobody in the country should should be persecuted for assisting someone to end their own life. I don't know if it's as simple as saying something like that, to be honest with you, John, because but, 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 because that, I, that you don't... The argument is you, as an individual, are not professional exactly. enough to make that and decision. If I, if, I, if, I, if, it's, if, something, if something happens to me, God forbid, yeah. like I hope never, I hope, I hope nobody ever has to be in that situation. And it doesn't undermine the palliative care in the country or that people who want you know, to, to live or fight on. And nobody, absolutely, I'd be the first person to be against saying just writing people off like that is such an offensive thing that that guy said earlier I can't remember his Malachy, name Malachy yeah. yeah yeah. just to say oh we're just writing people off like what putting people thing? down I think is yeah, the phrase why, exactly like you know well, I suppose that's the way he words the misery yeah. that people have, been, have, have gone through because they couldn't you know make informed decisions for, for themselves and their families have had to suffer through like it's, it's, it's completely unacceptable I do want to. I do. I'm very conscious of palliative care in Ireland is brilliant, generally speaking, and there are wonderful people who work in it who make sure that people don't die in pain. Right? Absolutely. But, yeah, but, people but, can access it. Uh, well, if you can access it, I, I think Maliki made that point in relation to the healthcare system. But there is situations sometimes, John, where people don't have that option, and they don't. Not that they don't have the palliative care. But they don't want to continue. And, and do me a favour, just both of you stay there for a second because I want to go to Bernard as well. Bernard, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Bernard? 
Hello, good afternoon. Yeah, I just wanted to give it uh, my point of view and for somebody who's really gone through severe problems with their health over the last few years, I was diagnosed with cancer uh, in 2015. Sorry to hear yeah, that. I felt perfectly healthy at the time. The only reason I went to a doctor was because I was passing blood. That's what was the first sign of it, but I had no pain. Yeah, yeah. But it turned out I had cancer. But I've had four surgeries and constant problems since uh, it was diagnosed. 2018, uh, what I'm all boiling this down to is, is the pain. Nobody understand, could understand the pain I went through. My bell, lucky enough, if you could call it lucky in 2018, the bell burst on me in the hospital. But this issue was going on from early in the morning in the hospital, and the nurse kept pawning me off and pawning me off because my stomach was swollen and said, oh, there's, no, there's nothing, don't worry about that. I had pain, but obviously the pain increased during the day. But the bell bore, that was what the, the problem was eventually. Now, I had feces coming out of my mouth. Sorry to be talking rude like that, but that's the condition I was in. I was vomiting. I was that bad. And I've never gone through pain. I have a good pain threshold. Mm. But the pain I was in, even when they rushed me down, when they re- finally realised what was on me, when they rushed me down to surgery, the, the medication that they give you to knock you out before they do surgery, and it wouldn't even walk on me. I was that, screaming with that much of the pain. So they had to give me more, which is dangerous in itself. But eventually, I, they had to put me into an. Uh, they did the surgery. They had to put me into an induced coma, and I had. I literally had wrote myself off. Now I was a very healthy person. I trained seven days a week. Now only for my lifestyle prior to the cancer, I'd say I would have died that night because my body was very strong. Yeah. But uh, Maliki, there he dried. Forget about Maliki just for a second. Can I ask you a question? Now, your quality of life has obviously deteriorated, right? Or has yeah, been destroyed. It, it, no, I'm but, 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 to get out and walk around. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm chatting to you now. And your life has changed dramatically. Okay, but I'm co- your copus, man. Just I'm chatting to you now. You're perfectly sane. And everything is fine with your mind and your brain and everything else, right? Yeah. And, and you're saying you're getting yourself out there now. Can I ask you a question? Are you happy you're alive? It, uh, well, right right now, at this moment saying, in time. Right at this moment... It's sort of fifty-fifty. Now that's a hard thing to say. Yeah. No, I'm no, the point. No, the point. I'm, I'm bearing it. I'm not having a pop, right? What I'm saying to you is, when you were in, and I'm not defending Maliki's argument, but when you were in the height of it, you know, and you were put into a coma and you were in so much pain and all that was going on in your life, there was probably a point there where you would have, if it was available to you, you might have said, "Ah, just take I me now." I'm going to say, and I'm saying yes, I would have. But, 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 yeah, but maybe that was. Would that have been the wrong decision? Because here you are now. Life is a bit better. You're out no, and about, well, you're chatting. You, if, if it happens again and I can get my hands on tablets, I will do it. That's how I feel. Knowing that so you could come out the other side. Knowing that you could come out the other side. Um, I just don't want to go through it again, Noel. No, 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 I ain't going to imagine. I can imagine. Until you've dealt with something like that. No, 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 I, I, and I have n- I've never stood in your shoes, so I don't understand yeah. it. And I'm better than I am I mean, saying I that to you, honestly. You know, for a long time, I and I wouldn't be embarrassed about it. I've been with nurses and on and off, like in the hospitals. The amount of times I've been in hospitals, um, I wouldn't get embarrassed about being exposed or anything like that, but I could not clean my backside, you know what I mean? I yeah. literally had to do, do everything. Now, I am able to do it at the moment, but I won't go into my full medical history at the moment. I have a lot of problems, you know? But I'm well. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here today, Bernard. I'm glad you're talking to me, and I'm glad you get out and about. And I understand your quality of life is not as good as it was. But I'm glad you didn't make that decision. Like I can't then. walk anymore. I used to teach martial arts. I used to train seven days mm. a week. That's all stuff. I've no relationship with my wife anymore. It's completely destroyed me in that that area. Oh, um, I know. I know. Life it, life isn't as good as it used to be. I know, Bernard. I far know. from it. 
prayer for it, you know. Bernard, and, I, I, and again, I, I'm sorry to hear that you went through all that. It, it must have been an awful time for you, and it still is to some degree. Yeah, as I say, everybody's entitled to their opinion, yeah. but until you, you know, until you walk in my shoes or somebody else like that, stealing or something like okay. that. Don't just say it shouldn't shouldn't be allowed. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. No, I get I get the point you're making, and I wish you well. By the way, in the future, John. By the way, I do wish you well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Nile Boylan show. Ireland's classic hit.